How are you doing? Hello. From deep cuts to future classics. On location and behind the scenes. Somewhere between reasonable and crazy. It was no more complicated than that. Let's skip intro and find out what to watch on Netflix. Coming up. We were both really excited about the idea of making a film that says something about the world beyond Taylor Swift. I have to choose my Netflix show like I choose my men. I think it's a good example of, I don't know who's in the writer's room, but you can tell that it was mad diverse. It's brilliant. If you can get through to the end, the plot twist is insane. I don't believe we've met. What's your name? Hello and welcome to episode four of What to Watch on Netflix, the podcast that acts like a streaming parachute. I'm Dottie. Pull my cord and I'll float you away from that tailspin of program confusion. As we hurtled towards the midway point of this season, we thought it was about time we took a step back and pondered some of the larger, more existential questions we find ourselves thinking. Such as, will we be punished for our sins? Do our stomachs think all potato is mashed? And is Jerry from Cheer clonable? Later on, Jamie speaks to Lana Wilson, the director of Taylor Swift's insane documentary, Miss Americana. But for now, we're not going to focus on any one particular show. Oh no, we're going to have a chat and see what's going on out there in the big old world. And oh boy, have we found just the folk to do it with. They're brutally honest, they're potty-mouthed, they're painfully funny, and they're about as real as you can get. From the Utterly Incredible Receipts podcast, welcome to What to Watch on Netflix, Milena, Tolly T and Audrey. Hi guys, it's Tolly. Hi guys, it's Audrey. Hi guys, it's Milena Sanchez. Tolly, Audrey, Milena, thank you so much for joining us on What to Watch on Netflix. We've broken the mould of the podcast for yes. you guys. Yes. Wow. Because so we've, been, we've been speaking to the stars and the creators and the makers and the runners mm. of some of your favourite Netflix series. Mm. Uh-huh. But we felt now was the time to sit down with the people who just enjoy Netflix. Mm. I love it. We've got the Thank right people. You. We love Netflix. Yeah, we do. There's so much to watch on Netflix. There is so oh much. What, God, first of all, what is your approach? When you're looking for something new to watch on Netflix, do you judge it by the cover? I've got a system. Talk to me. So more often than not, the algorithms... Like, they do me good. They know me. Whoever's in charge, whoever my digital spy is, knows me <laughs> to a T. So when it's like, it's 7 out of 10 likely you enjoy it, most of the times it is 7 out of 10 likely that I enjoyed it's it. Mad, it just knows so you. it knows me very, very well. Was that scary, though? <laughs> I mean, it's the world we live in. Mm, yeah. It is what it is, isn't it? And I really enjoy it because it's convenient. Mm. And also, I'm actively always on the coming soon bit oh, of Netflix. Oh, you're a Netflix nerd! I, I don't think you understand how much spare time I have. You do watch a lot like of Netflix. I watch yeah. a lot of Netflix. So you let the algorithm dictate to a certain extent. Yeah, and then I go read up on stuff on like blogs and stuff about what's good to watch on Netflix. So do you never just take a punt on a random one like? Nah. Oh, Sometimes I do, but then I, I end up regretting. That's how doing, I do it. Doing that, I choose my Netflix show like I choose my men. I go okay. through everybody. <laughs> and ditch the things I don't like. Okay, fair. That's literally what I do. So I go through just everything. Like, I don't use all of the systems in place that help us choose stuff. I literally just go through everything every, until I find something that I think I might like. Artwork is important to me because that's what's going to draw me in. Yeah. yeah. I ask you guys as well most of the time. Yeah. I'm like yeah. in the group chat, hey guys, what do you think I'll enjoy? Yeah, you guys know what I like. Murder. Murder. <laughs> and death and darkness. Yeah, and darkness. Criminals. <laughs> this, is, this is where I am. That's, That's what, what I love. Likes. I love thrillers. I like If it's got like serial killer yeah. in the title, yeah. cult. 
I do love it, but then I end up scaring myself because I'm like, everything that they say that this person was going through to become a murderer, I'm like, oh, slightly, this is my life. Do you know what? I want <laughs> scary stuff and then I'll pad it after with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, chilled out to sleep. I'm like, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, Speaking of scary, mm. have you seen Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes. I, I haven't seen it. I got around to it, but I'm going to. In the CD underbelly of the internet, there's an unwritten rule. Rule zero. Don't fuck with cats. I feel like when I first saw the title, I was like, okay, this is a bit random. Not going to want to watch it, but whatever. I'm going to give it a chance because I always give things chances. So I sat down, watched the first episode and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by this. Second, third, fourth episode, I was like, what is happening here? Because it literally took a spin for the worst. And I was like... I didn't understand. I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was going to be about cats. See, I had oh, the wait. same. I had the same misconception, and I thought, is this some? This is some sort of, I don't know, at best RSPCA mm. yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts there, mm. but where it goes is very, very dark. You like crime, mm. love Dick. the solving of crime. Do okay, you like yeah. the? Do you like the chase? Mm. Yes. Do you like the, the finding out who did the crime? Oh, yeah, yes. 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 That's what it is. Right, it's okay. mad. Let's get into it, then. it is that right? That's okay. a bit me. And it's one of those 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 series that you watch, yeah, and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna watch one more episode, yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're like five episodes deep. I feel like that's it's everything on Netflix. People went nuts, so we started looking. He could have been anywhere on the planet. This person wants to play a game of cat and mouse, and I'm up for that. There's a lot of information in the video. You see a door handle, electrical receptacles. Everything pointed to North America. But then... You hear some voices. It was Russian. Oh, maybe he's located in Russia. Thousands of people looking to find this guy. There was a tidal wave of leads that were coming in. I wasn't going to stop until I found him. Clearly, this video is not the end. Something bad is about to happen. He's going to kill somebody. All of a sudden... Another video appears. My mind doesn't want to believe it's true. Who is a main character from a Netflix series that you do love? Norman Bates. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Why? Because, like, he's so... First of all, he's got multiple personalities. Like, let's start there. He's lit. And then secondly, like, he's just mad. Like, he really, really... Have you guys watched Bates Motel? No. It's so good. Like, that's like the epitome of what I love on my TV shows. Well, is it a crime thing? No, no, not at all. So, well, yeah, actually, yeah, basically. It's basically about this guy that's obsessed with his mum and then he ends up killing her and keeping her dead body in the house. That's mad. Yeah, but it's really, really good. And I love a bit of Norman. You're new. When did you move here? Last night. Do you have a girlfriend? No, just me and my mom. So, since you root for the killer, <laughs> can we discuss you? Yes. Yes. I was about to say you, because I love him. Do you Thank root you. for Joe? Slyly. I mean, he's just like, I'm you know when love watch. turns you crazy? He's at that level, no? So, yes. No, I don't know. I watched an interview with the character that plays Joe, and he's talking about how much the show shows how much white men can get away with. And I was like, that is so true. Because I kept watching it thinking, oh, well, you know, it's because he loves her. Or she's stupid anyway. Mm. And I was like, why am I thinking this? He's a murderer. He's a murderer. Like, he's a murderer. But then it's like, love. That is, I, I never thought of it like mm, that. That's what he said. And I was like, that's such a good point. Can you see I'm really interested in Joe? Because sometimes I see, like, I see a lot of hot takes about Joe. Yeah. Mm. And how Joe is toxic and how um, Joe is everything that you don't want or everything you should fear. 
talks about red flags mm. and how people ignore Joe's red flags. And I'm like, isn't Joe really the attentive, over the top, I'll do anything for you love yeah. that you women claim they want? I'm on Joe's side. He is. I mean, <laughs> son's murder. Yeah, the murdering part is not necessary. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But do you know what I feel like? Yeah, I feel like slyly, if we could get away with doing certain things, we would probably be on his level or beyond. I promise you I wouldn't kill. If we were allowed. I promise you I wouldn't apart kill. Apart from the allowed. killing bit. If I apart could, from the killing piece. If I could manipulate someone into loving me that hard... And never like I, that one. I would because do. think about it. <laughs> you lot witches. No, because think about it. Yeah, he all he needed was a first and second name. How many people have we stalked? Who's we? Who's <laughs> <laughs> is we? How many people have we stalked? Have you never done a Joe? No, I've. Of course I have. Of course I have. Because it's standard, yeah, right? But it's not. But it's. I don't do it in a weird level. Well, I, all I'm saying is I end like, up. On, I get second cousin deep, and I'm like, okay, it's enough now. To, yeah. Okay, to what extent? Like, how far have you gone doing a Joe? I got a job somewhere because the person worked there. <gasps> Don't you remember my ex-boyfriend? I got a, 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 job, a job at his mum's restaurant. <laughs> I told the story on the podcast. Yeah. You are Josephine. I am Josephine, low-key. Basically, he dumped me and I was like, you're not going to dump me. <laughs> so I got a job at his mum's restaurant as a waitress. And I was like, hi. Did you build an airtight glass cube in the basement I of the restaurant I should have I was close enough still. he is okay. I think okay we hope um, yeah so that's the craziest thing I've done and have I you, don't have regret you, it again have you, have you joed someone no not really I've like walked past somewhere somebody I somebody I like works at and just like waited until they walked out and that was it and just bumped into them like, from oh, 9 to 5 you waited till they finished their shift <sighs> <laughs> well, technically, I kind of knew that he finished at eight. Uh, so I was there from like 7.30. because obviously, like, he might have been let out early. <laughs> <laughs> so just walking past. Tully. I, nothing I've done has been to that extent. The most I've done was looked on LinkedIn and found out where he was working just to gauge how much he was earning. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I was going to turn up. I just wanted to see what bracket it was in. And that was it. There's a Joe in all of us. There like, is. That's what I'm down. saying. Who hasn't been a little Joe every now and then? Oh, I'm, I'm for a li- big Joe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Peek through a little window. Steal a little knicker. That's not okay, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Underwear tingers a bit. A hoodie, Sorry. maybe. I'll go too far. <laughs> yeah, go too far. <laughs> Every account set to public, you want to be seen, heard, known. Of course, I obliged. I believe in love at first sight. But love is tricky. Is this Joseph? Can we get real for a second? You have questionable taste in friends. I'm going to help you get the life you deserve. I think I might really like him. You can't be serious. I'm not a maybe. I'm the one. Like I was saying, you know, like how series take you on a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's it's quite often, it's quite difficult with, with series that... If it's three, four series deep, it's quite difficult to have that consistency. Yeah. I want to talk about a show that I think has had the best consistency. Go on. I think a series two is always your most difficult series. If you've, if you've mm. flown in series one, yeah. series twos often lose people. Mm. You did that. Yeah, you're doing that for me now. 
But a series that does not do that, mm-hmm. a series that I believe is one of the greatest follow-ups is Sex Education. Oh, thank, I'm so happy oh, you said that. I, that I was I waiting for you to say that. Season two is sensational. I would say better than season one. Do you know what I like about Sex Education is in the current climate of TV, yeah. you get a lot of the, oh, let's tick this box. Mm-hmm. Let's do like a little diversity storyline yeah. or let's, let's put in a character that fills that quota. Sex Education seems to seems to do it in a way that never feels forced. I think it's a good example of, I don't know who's in the writer's room, but you can tell that it was mad diverse. It was different people. In they've, the got right. an incre- yeah. they've got an incredible writer's room. I can imagine. Um, like There's like a white lesbian, mm. an Asian guy. There's like a black consultant. There's like, they've got this. It's, makes it's, sense. it's like the opposite of a Tyler Perry uh, yeah, yeah. writing room. What, you mean there's more than one person? Yeah. There's people in there. <laughs> There, there are actual people you contributing. You mean diverse stories come from more than one person? More than one brain. What? <laughs> what it's what? crazy. And they, don't, they don't rush the storyline. What? They don't say, I'm going to conceive, write, film and edit in one day. What? It's, <laughs> it's the opposite of Tyler Perry Productions. Damn. How do I even begin to explain Otis Milburn? I heard he gives sex advice from a toilet. Otis Milburn is a love-making mastermind. That's why his helmet's so big. It's full of secrets. Otis Milburn, that guy's an absolute legend. Otis helped me deflate my enlarged erect penis. His advice then cost me my relationship, so him and his clinic can do one. One time, he cured my vaginismus. It was awesome. Tell me something else you've watched, something you've loved. I really love Explained, you know. I like Explained. Explained Ex- is good. Explained is because like it has 20 minutes of all of the information that you need to know. It's not. It doesn't give you long ass words. And everything is literally what it says in the title. Explained. And then I always leave leave my seat or wherever I am, thinking, Oh my god, you know, I've actually really learned something. What have you learned, Milena? That um, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> no, I was thinking about what episode I've actually watched, and I've watched the one about orgasms, of course, course. obviously, obviously. <laughs> but to be fair, it was like I had written the thing in it because, like, man just knows the thing. Um, the one about music, the one about uh, monogamy, that uh, was really good, actually. Yeah, that was really. I that just, made me feel like cheating is not that bad. Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> the I haven't, watched, I haven't watched the monogamy one. Watch it. I haven't watched it. It made me realise that we're all meant to be with more than one person. It just shows that it's not normal to be in a monogamous relationship. No, talk talk to me and Audrey about this as we are married people in the room. So as married people, I just want you to know that you can, (laughs) if you were to ever slip up, you can live guilt-free knowing that biologically, you wasn't set up to not cheat. Mm. What? what the thing is, that's not the sound we're supposed no, to make. Do you know what it is? That's, I, that's I agree what I with. I it. agree with monogamy. No, with polygamy. Polygamy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's not how it's said. <laughs> <laughs> Polyamorous. No. Polygamy. 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 They love that over there. However, polygamy. obviously, I'm married, but I think that I'm too conditioned to now to live that life. But I don't think it's natural. I don't think it is actually no. natural to be with one person forever. Do you know why we're with one person? So basically, I think. I got this from explain something about your people married people they could afford. Yeah. So mm. the reason why people only marry one person is because they're broke. If you could afford more than one wife, you sh- apparently you're meant to marry more than one wife. I swear, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it says. If your money's long like that, you can have a few. So basically, what, what they said was that they said that marriage was. I didn't watch it on explain, but I knew that as well. But the marriage was basically created to appease broke men yeah. because yep. back in the day. 
they needed to find a way so that broke men could get married as well because mm -hmm. rich men were getting all the women because they could provide for multiple wives, whereas the broke men couldn't afford it. So their marriage was like created as an institution to basically appease skint men. We're living through a time of extraordinary change, but we often don't stop to ask the basic questions. It's important to understanding how did we as a planet come here? It's the search and understanding ourselves. What's the next big step for us? Today, anyone can buy cryptocurrency. A few sign-ups, type in your credit card, and trade in your money for digital cash. Confiscated marijuana is more than three times as potent as it was in the mid-90s. We now know that there is no such thing as, as a vaginal orgasm. There's something in our DNA that drives us to mark our body in a way that's different from the people around us. A 2016 study found one in five Americans had been in a non-monogamous relationship. There's a lot, of, a lot of the things we've spoken about are kind of recent Netflix series, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things sitting on Netflix that are just undiscovered. <coughs> and I sometimes I bring things up to people, and they're like, "Haven't even, haven't seen even that. seen that." Mm -hmm. What is the one thing yeah. that you would point someone to? Grace and Frankie is absolutely mm -hmm. brilliant. And she would is fine because we never get protagonists that are a lot older. Mm. So it's like the first time I was like these, they're like what, over the 60s or something in the show. And it's about these two like best friends. I don't think I'm spoiling it, but like they're married to their husbands. Their husbands have been having an affair with each other. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, they um, were lawyers. This and is brand new information to you. Yeah, I haven't watched it. You've never heard. And oh I've my heard God. Is it a true story? No. no, I've seen no, it on no. Netflix, I haven't watched it. <laughs> we want to talk to you about something. Saul and I are in love. Excuse me? You're gay. We want to get married. Oh, married! Because we can do that now. I know, I hosted that fundraiser. Well, I don't know I'm heartbroken. You're going to make better memories. And you can reuse the frames. Audrey, have you watched anything to the end? <laughs> no, do you know what? It's Same, so to be ironic because I was talking to my husband about it the other day and we were going through my continue, my continue to watch thing and he was like, this thing, an hour and 40 minutes left. He was like, this thing, 36 minutes. And honestly, I had like 26 things that I haven't finished to the end. You ha so you have no, no idea how many things end. No, I no. start so much and then I leave them. Mm. But then there's a few things that went... But I'm like, when I do like something, I bang it out. So when I watched um, Dear John, for okay, Dear yeah, John, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ba like, I bang that out in a day. Yeah. Bates Motel, I bang that out in a couple of, like, maybe a week. So if I'm really hooked on it, I will, I will finish it. But otherwise, I do, I do dip in and out. I feel like I'm exactly the same as well. The only thing that I've actually watched until the end is You, the first season, and Don't F with Cats. And you, I watched. And that was it. The end. I've watched loads of things at the end, but I've also got a lot of things in my. We've you know what? We picked the right people for this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the people that have seen half of everything. <laughs> I've seen everything. <laughs> Is there a thing that you've seen that you, whenever you bring it up to people, they've never seen it? Bates Motel. <laughs> I, I, need, I need to stop banging on about that. It's so good. Like, like is that your? Is that your? I feel like everybody has like a thing that they've just found. That's my thing. On like, I would watch it again. It's so good. Like a lot of people that started watching it think it's a bit much, but I honestly, it's brilliant. It's so good. If you can get through to the ends, like the plot twist is insane. Are you in the right Are you? Is it your show? Are you? Are you crediting on Base Motel? It's so good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. So, have you got? Have you got a thing like that that you 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 bring up and you feel like you're the only person that's seen it? I feel like no one watches Dynasty. I tried and I loved it. <laughs> I really, really like it. Do you know what? If you like soap operas and like they're really like, it's, it's so dramatic and so like unrealistic, but it's, it's, it's so good. For some reason, when I, because I've, I've seen Dynasty <clears throat> on Netflix and I flicked past it because I thought there are, there are certain things for certain demographics. 
on Netflix. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I scroll past things that I think my mum would watch. It seems like my mum would watch Dynasty. She might do, because it is based on like an old TV show that was in the yeah, 80s or something. Yeah, I used to watch it back in the day. But like the, for one, the outfits on that show are brilliant. <laughs> no, honestly, there are, there's a website, I'm such a geek, that tells you where the outfits are from, if you want to buy them. <laughs> And I might have bought something from <laughs> because of the show. It's so good. It's really unrealistic. It's like, do you know that olden day soap operas where like the dad kills the younger sister and then goes off and has an affair with this person? None of it makes sense. Mm. It's Sunset Beach. Basically. But no one's woken up and it's been all been a dream yet. How was Denver? I missed the heat. Trust me. It wasn't as hot without you here. Straight to the manor. I'm open to a detour. So you're watching a, a series with like your your bae, your yeah. your other half, and mm-hmm. you you've sat down and you've said, let's watch you together. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're three episodes in, one day they're out. Yeah, and you fancy watching episode. You four. can't fancy it, you know. Can you watch that p- without that person? I, I will absolutely I'm not watch loyal. It I'm not person. loyal at all. It's actually a bone of contention in my house. Yeah, like I can't I can't wait for you, especially if we've made plans and you're the one that flops the plans. Like, why should I not have to watch the show? What I did used to do before is I used to watch it and pretend. Yes, yeah, but, then, but, then, I, but I then I'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah, no, never mind. Oh, yeah, so when this happens and when this person dies and he'd be like, how do you know? And I'd be like, oh, you know. And then I was like, do you know what? I watched it. So what? So shoot me. Like, I'm, saying, <laughs> like, I'm not going to, you know, like, it is what it is. So now I, so now we just do our own thing. Really? No, yeah. I feel like I can't do that, you know. I'm not going to lie. I have to wait until, because you know, I, the only thing I ask for in a relationship is loyalty, you know. That is literally it. So stay loyal. If we're going to start watching something together, we're going to end it together. If not, then... With my wife, mm. we watched all of the Crown Series 1 together. Yeah. And then the Crown Series 2 came out. Mm. And we watched that together. And then the Crown Series 3 came out. Right. And she she suddenly had things to do. I have a job that allows me a lot of free time. Mm. I binge watched <laughs> the Crown Series 3 and then proceeded to pretend to watch it for the first time oh. with her, having banged it to the end. Oh. <laughs> and I caught my, I got caught out in the, yeah. oh, no, no, you got to watch this bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. And that was, oh, that's yeah. how it, but I, I, you know so what? I made it in like a strong four episodes and then before my lie unraveled. Mm, I hope it, she made you continue watching all of it with her. I did, but Good. The Crown, a great series to watch and rewatch. Have you seen it? I've seen se- a season one. I tried it, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've tried a couple episodes from season two. I didn't even start season one. I didn't like what it. Place to what place What? I have this thing where I feel like I need to convert people that don't like The Crown onto The Crown. Tell me what you didn't like about it and I'm sure we can figure this out. It's just, no, it's so slow. It's the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> How fast do you want her to move? Faster than that, like dramatize it a bit, like make her shoot up some places. Like it's just so slow. I'm sure, it gets the Diana bit, man. You can't. Okay, first of all, mm-hmm. it's it's based on real events. You can't suddenly turn the Queen into a road man. We're not gonna have like. <laughs> have you seen her driving her range? <laughs> She's really she good. says otherwise. <laughs> Maybe Top Boy and the Crown is the mashup we deserve yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2021. That's absolutely what we deserve. <laughs> It would help if we could decide here and now on your name. My name? Yes, ma'am. Your regnal name. Uh, that is the name you will take as queen. Let's not overcomplicate matters unnecessarily. My name is Elizabeth. And long live Queen Elizabeth. The thing of the crown is, it's because it's telling a true story and it's telling it Sympathetically, this is a family that still exists. Yeah, this is mm. this is a, 
this is the monarchy. I think it does an incredible job yeah. of towing that line between not flinging the door open and opening Pandora's box mm. and completely destroying the legacy of this family. Yeah. But it isn't scared to pick at the truth of the royal family. Would you not love to know what it's like, like if she watches it, if the Queen watches it, what she thinks? I'm I'm convinced she watches it. She's definitely got a Netflix if account. If she sits there with like Pinterest, she'll be like, oh, they got that one, didn't they, Muppets? Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> like, that's literally so what, what it would be. Because when, it, when I watch biopics, that's like... I get obsessed. Like, me too. Like, I honestly go down a rabbit hole. Like, I loved American um, Crime Story. The um, OJ or the Versace? Both of them. Okay. Both of them. They're two things that I banged out completely in a, in a few wow, days. Wow, you to the end? Yeah, I did. I watched both of them to the end and I loved it. And what I loved about them is that they look like the characters. Like, I know that's really lame, but it's really important to me. Are you one of those people that you watch it, you pause... Yeah, go yeah. on YouTube yeah. Yeah. and yeah. see if they match up. Yeah. Exactly. And everybody was on point. Like, everybody looked like the characters. And I think that's really, even though I didn't know what they looked like before anyway, so it wouldn't have made a difference. But knowing that they went that hard, and I always think, like, I wonder if the characters that are still alive watch it and think, hmm, it didn't go down like that, or it didn't mm. go down like that. Do you know what I mean? Guys, I'm going to stop you there, and I'm going to get your Netflix recommendations in just a second. First, though, let's head over to Jamie, who's speaking to Lana Wilson, director of the Taylor Swift documentary. Everyone's talking about Miss Americana. Thank you, Dottie. Hello, everybody. It's Jamie here. Now, for this intermission in What to Watch on Netflix, we've got Stateside. There has been a documentary released on Netflix recently. You may have heard of it. It's called Miss Americana. And it follows a period of time in the life of some young woman called Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've heard of her. Very good singer, apparently. I'm joking, of course. Taylor Swift, one of the biggest stars on the planet, has allowed the cameras to follow her around for years and deals with a lot of the stuff uh, that you'd be kind of interested to know. I mean, you know, I mean, there's stars, there's mega stars, and then there's Taylor Swift. And Miss Americana is a no-holds-barred look at her life using footage that's been filmed especially for the documentary as well as interview flashbacks, studio footage, home videos, footage that Taylor herself has filmed on her phone. I'm fascinated by celebrity and I'm fascinated by pop stars. Uh, Miss Americana was a real good glimpse behind the curtain, especially with Taylor revealing and talking about such things as her eating disorder, her sexual assault trial, her mother's cancer... And also, one of the most telling moments of this was Taylor's decision to go public with her political views. Just gonna go have fun. No one out there that I know of in the audience actively hates me. Not get dead face. Ready to do this? Ready. Totally ready. It's brilliant. I've got no idea how on earth you even begin to start doing a documentary on someone like Taylor Swift, but luckily, I know a woman that does. Lana Wilson is the director, and here she is. Lana, how the devil are you? Welcome to What to Watch on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks. How are you? I'm good. Just to give the listeners a bit of context, the Sundance, has that happened? Is it happening? Has the premiere happened yet? Whereabouts are we? Yeah, the premiere was last night, which was incredible. And uh, right now the second screening is happening. So we are in the thick of it and it's been really exciting. How nervous were you? I mean, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking enough <laughs> with any kind of motion picture, but when it's a documentary and it's obviously with such a, with such a famous subject, it must have been super nerve wracking. You know, it was, it was, I feel so comfortable with Taylor and talking to her on stage was really fun. So that part wasn't nervous. It was definitely nervous 
to walk out in front of that giant crowd in the <laughs> theater here. That was the nerve wracking part for sure. <laughs> you must have been aware that it was going to create such interest. You know, I've, I've been sat here in the UK in London today watching the news and it's all Taylor Swift, you know, the, 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 there's a, oh, really, You're well, kidding. Yeah, because of some of the subjects that, that Taylor discusses in terms of, you know, yeah. eating disorders and, and various kind mm. of elements and stuff like that. And what it goes to show is just actually how little we really knew of her yeah. Uh, yeah. before your documentary came along. Was that part of the brief? Well, I think that people do have strong opinions about her and they bring a lot of ideas of who she is to the table. But I do think it is true that this film shows very different and new sides of her. Um, as far as, you know, the brief that was brought to the table, it was, it was very open-ended when I started this project. I mean, it was basically, I met with Taylor in person and she was just coming out of a really difficult time in her life. She'd experienced a media backlash that had led to her going out of the spotlight, out of the public eye for about a year. Yeah. And she was coming back into the public eye, but trying to live in a different way and have a different relationship to, to public perception of her and also just to the general uh, feeling of, of wanting approval from people in general, which we all have, but which performing artists, of course, and especially someone at the level of a global superstar experiences in a much more profound way. So when I met her, she was at this transitional moment in her life and we started filming and the idea was, you know, to see what happened and to document some of the stuff that she was going through and um, what unexpectedly emerged over the course of filming was her decision to use her voice in a whole new way. Throughout my whole career, label executives would just say, a nice girl doesn't force their opinions on people. A nice girl smiles and waves and says thank you. I became the person everyone wanted me to be. I, I think that Taylor Swift, she is annoying. All of her model friends. She's too good. Going through guys like a toy. She's too skinny. Nobody physically saw me for a year. It must have been a much more interesting part of the timeline to parachute into, rather than kind of, I don't know, we've seen we've seen documentaries before where it's about, I don't know, burgeoning talent getting famous and, mm -hmm. and becoming successful. Mm -hmm. You were thrown mm -hmm. right into the middle of, of like you say, a, an incredibly turbulent point in, in her in her personal life and her career as well. That must have been catnip, though, to a filmmaker such as yourself. It must have been a, a gift. It really was. You know, it. it it wasn't connected to an album cycle, which I think is really unusual for yeah. a film like this. Yeah. You know, it was really about this bridge period in her life. And um, the fact that she gave me such extraordinary access on a lot of levels to the stuff she was going through was really precious. And even right at the beginning, we both talked about how we don't like, you know, kind of the more conventional pop star films that, you know, yeah. the elementary school teacher and they talk about how talented you were when you were a kid. And then it's some behind the scenes of the tourist stuff and the candid moment here and there. Sure. That's it. Like we were both really excited about the idea of making a film that, yeah, is about Taylor Swift, but also says something about the world beyond Taylor Swift. 
it's the behind the scenes stuff that's the best stuff, isn't it? It's all of that stuff that that just yeah. that just yeah. brings home and, and presents presents fame in a new light, I guess. And I think I'm just trying to remember, you know, Truth or Dare was a big one for me growing up. Madonna's um, yeah, Madonna's film, but again, that was focusing on just the tour. You know, it was her relationship with with her dancers, wasn't it? Just for the blonde yeah. ambition tour. I mean, it it was timeline wise. It's true that it was centered on that tour, and I love Truth or Dare, and that was definitely a reference point for me in making this film. But what I love about it is that it wasn't just about the tour. It also has a theme. You know, it's about family. Yeah, it's about her relationship with her dancers and how they're like a surrogate family for her when she's on tour. And then it's about her complicated relationships with her actual nuclear family. So I think part of why I love that movie is, yeah, it is framed within a tour, which is perhaps a little more conventional pop star. But thematically, it explores something really deep and rich that's consistent across the course of the film um and i tried to do something like that here too with with a different theme you know the theme of a woman who has always tried to live up to the public's expectations of her coming to a place where she can fully express and own who she is yeah. and live the way that she wants to live i did pick the brains of someone that in netflix that has seen it and they said that one thing that they that they really enjoyed uh, seeing not not enjoyed is possibly the wrong word but but seeing the whole Kanye thing from the other side of mm-hmm. the coin you know that was such a huge moment and and the person that kind of said to me it's like my god I'd completely forgotten that that she was just 17 when that happened and that for two years she thought that the crowd were booing her rather than Kanye and stuff so I really enjoy kind of getting a glimpse behind the velvet curtain and all that kind of stuff I felt like it was a moment that should be included because it's important in in the story of her life and career but i was less interested in kanye west and making any evaluative judgments about him than i was in in how it affected taylor as someone who cared deeply about what other people thought yeah and when she went to the vmas in 2009 she was 19 years old the evening started out like a fairy tale she arrived in a horse-drawn carriage but then it ends with her standing alone on stage the entire theater of people booze yeah so when she told me about that aspect of the story about the booing, uh, that was something I hadn't heard before. And it helped me understand why that event had such a big impact on her. It, it wasn't so much about Kanye. It's about how if you're a 19-year-old performing artist who loves applause, a room full of booing people can be a really devastating experience. I had to deconstruct an entire belief system, toss it out, and reject it. American glory faded before me. It woke me up from constantly feeling like I was fighting for people's respect. I saw the scoreboard and ran for my life. It was happiness without anyone else's input. I want to do this. I need to be on the right side of history. Taylor Swift broke her silence on politics over the weekend. Using her voice in a whole new way. I feel really good about not feeling muzzled anymore, and it was my own doing. There's nothing that feels better than this moment. What are you doing? I'm turning on my party shoes for vocals. Good. We've never really gotten a good take without them, have we? No. How much footage did you shoot over the, over the period of, of filming? 
I genuinely have no idea because months we basically, and months and months. I never counted the hours. <laughs> it was a lot. And we also, you know, we had, we just had footage from a bunch of different sources too. We had archival footage. We had old concert tour stuff when she was younger. We had home videos that uh, the producer, Christine Valley and I went through with her mom and a little bit with Taylor herself. We had cell phone stuff from Taylor. Wow. If there was ever a moment where I couldn't be there, but something important was happening, I encouraged her. And in a few instances after she specifically filmed certain things with her cell phone, with her cell phone. Um, so it was a big mix of stuff. And that's part of why I don't like an hour count, but there was, there was a rich trove of material to draw from. I do not envy that first day of edit. <laughs> it's like whoa <laughs> listen Lana before, yeah. I let, before I let you go we are called What to Watch on Netflix now everybody's going to be tuning in on Jan 31st and onwards to watch Miss Americana what do you watch on Netflix what's, what's your go to thing is there anything that you can recommend to our listeners you know what I what my favourite show on Netflix is go on it's Terrace House I don't know that one tell us about it the Japanese reality show no it's like the real world but you know, filmed on static cameras wow. in different houses in Japan with groups of people. And it's completely different than the real world in, in style and content. But the cool thing about the show is that it's this beautifully filmed, austere, static cameras right. of a group of Japanese people living in a house together. But then there's this kind of Greek chorus commentary on the event, a bunch of comedians who are much more kind of raucous and raunchy than the people who are cast in the show watch the show and you watch them watching the show and commenting on it amazing amazing meta layer to it too so that's my i've just googled it that looks fantastic (laughs) that is going straight on my list listen lana thank you so much thank you you don't need any luck because it's 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 going to be fantastic it's going to be huge it's going to be everywhere uh it comes out january the 31st if you listen to this podcast it's already there go and get it lana wilson thank you so much for speaking to us really appreciate it thanks so much Wasn't she amazing? Back to you, Dottie. Guys, before I let you go, I need one recommendation from all of you. One thing that you must watch on Netflix. One thing. Don't F with Cats is literally something that you're not going to expect. So give it a chance. Like the first episode, yeah, all right, there's going to be a few cats in there. But by the end of it, you're going to be mind blown and happy that you gave it a second what is what is your view on the the vigilante crew that were hunting down the guy? <laughs> did you feel like body moving and John <sighs> Smith? Did you think, oh my god, heroes or oh my god, weirdos? Do you know what? At the beginning, I did think heroes. I was like, okay, they're really, really onto something. By the end of it, I was like, bro, why are you man so invested? Like, like, why are you so invested into this thing? Like, I was conflicted <laughs> with them. Pass it to the police and let them do their thing. Like, these, these are people with actual jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Going home after work and sitting on Facebook, being private investigators for free. Wow. Or at least get paid for it. Do at least I mean? bring the crew together and actually know who you're talking to, first of all, because they were all fake profiles. <laughs> a lot of fake profiles. John Smith, all fake, right. <laughs> literally <laughs> fake profiles. Come together and be like, look, this is what we've got. If you want us to investigate further, you best pay us. If not, you guys can do it. A little, a little invoice. Yeah. This is what, we're on the same because page. I, th- I think they made it worse. I I felt the same. I feel like they made it worse. They were they egging made him on. Exactly, because he knew that they were looking for him. And <laughs> at the end of the day, 
um, what's his name? Mag- Magnata. <coughs> Luca Magnata. <laughs> Luca Magnata. He was smart. Let's not get it twisted. He was very, very smart with ev- everything that he left behind, all the little trails. He knew exactly what he was doing. And I feel like they just fell into it. The people chasing him were smart, though. Because I thought if, no, I he had was been, smart. if I had been part of that group, I would have, after 30 minutes of <laughs> Google Maps, I'd have been like, you lot, come, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, can't, we can't find him. No, no, no. They were de- the dedication in that show, admirable. So I, I too, recommend Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. We had a ticking time bomb on our hands. Twisted story that keeps twisting. What I'm seeing is impossible. He's going to get the attention of the world now. Two mysterious packages. Le dépeceur de Montréal. An international manhunt. This isn't the first time. It's not going to be the last time. This is going to get progressively worse. Audrey, you know what I'm going to say. Bates Motel. Bates Motel. Yeah. Honestly, I, it's my. It's, when people ask me which, what should you watch on Netflix, I always say that. It's brilliant. It gives you everything you need. There's a bit of love in there. There's murder. There's betrayal. There's all kinds of things. It's just, it's amazing. It's really good. So that's my recommendation. This is our chance to start over. Maybe some people don't get to start over. What do you think? This is crazy, Mom. We own a motel, Norman Bates. You're different. What's so different about me? I don't know. It's just a feeling I get. Nowhere is like this. People in this town, they deal with things in a different way. And if you listen back to this podcast, mm. play a little drinking game with your friends. Have a shot. Every, Every time, time Audrey says Bates Motel. Yeah, exactly. You'll get time. wasted. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Netflix recommendation, Tolly? It's so hard to say one. Do you know what? I think I'll say Tell Me Who I Am. Have you seen that documentary? No, what's Tell Me Who I Am? Same. Oh my God, I have watched that documentary. I think it's The great. Brothers. Yeah. What is it about? It's about these two brothers and one of them loses his memory and his other brother has to tell him about his life and like how they grew up or whatever. But the other brother lies to him about everything. And then you kind of find out why he's lied oh. and what the reasons are behind it. It's all very deep. But it's a really sad story, but it's shot in a kind of like quite romantic way. That's me geeking out, but I would, I would say that. I remember opening my eyes and looking around the room, I instantly recognised my twin brother and I just said, hello, Marcus. But it started to dawn on me that I didn't know where I was, I didn't know what happened to me, I didn't even know my own name. Everything had gone. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on What to Watch on Netflix. You've given us so many things to watch and Audrey half watch. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having, having us. us. All right, that's it from the receipts. Let's head over to Netflix HQ to find out what's new from Gina. Gina, hello again. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm back again like a pest to get more recommendations from you. You could never be a pest to me, Dottie. I really, really love these conversations. I'm, I picture you just sitting in a dark room waiting for my weekly call. <laughs> it's the highlight of my day. Hit me. What have we got new to Netflix today? Okay, so anyone who is a fan of the series Narcos, Narcos Mexico season two dropped just yesterday. Yes. Are you a fan of that show? Inject it into my veins. I love it so much. Honestly, same. So good. Oh, how to even describe. If you haven't seen it, 
or it's got the drama, it's got some illegal dealings, it's got all sorts of stuff. It's fantastic. Um, it also requires you to read subtitles, but it is honestly so fantastic. Um, I really enjoy it a lot. That's one of the shows I regularly recommend to people if they want something to watch on Netflix. So that's exciting and dropping. Oh, already dropped. Ready for you to watch. Can't wait. Well, anyone who knows about Netflix knows that to all the boys, the Netflix original movie is a big thing. And to all the boys, P.S. I Still Love You came out just two days ago, ready for you to watch. It stars Noah Cisneo and Lana Condor, and it's a lovely American teen rom-com about, you know, finding your true love. And, you know, beautiful things happen, and I don't want to spoil too much for you, but watch the trailer, give it a go, it's fantastic. And once we've done that, what we got? Okay, so if you're looking for um, a film to watch that, that happens to be on the service, and if you didn't know, Inglorious Bastards. That actually come, came on the service today, just this morning. Quentin Tarantini movie, um, really great. If you've already seen it, chance to rewatch it. If you haven't seen it, but have obviously heard of it, very popular Quentin Tarantino movie, give it a try. This is good. This is I like when Netflix do this. Yes. Those films where you feel like everyone has seen it but you. Finally, now is your time. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. We've got loads to get into this weekend. Until next week, Gina, you go back in your dark room, all right? <laughs> I'll call you in seven days. Yeah, I'll, I'll be waiting, I'll be waiting. Bye. Right, this has been amazing. Thank you so much to Milena, Tolly and Audrey. And if you're one of the few people yet to have succumbed to their charms, the Receipts podcast is bloody brilliant and available everywhere. Now, never let it be said that we don't listen to you guys. After only a few episodes of this podcast, one series has cropped up time and time again. It's taken the Netflix world by storm, so we thought it was high time we formed a human pyramid went full out, slapped on the pancake and dedicated an entire episode to the mighty cheer. See you next week. What to Watch on Netflix is hosted by me, Dottie, and is written and produced by Jamie East. Editing and additional production comes from Cup and Nuzzle. What are you watching on Netflix? We'd love to know. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix UK. 